Good evening, Mendonesia. Uh, welcome to the Renewable Energy Hour. I'm Doug Livingston, and with me, as usual, my co-host, Alex Aragon. Hey, Alex, how are you doing? Hey, Doug. I'm doing well. Turn Happy you Wednesday up. to you. Can you Did, hear me okay? Yeah, you got quieter than you were before. Oh, I didn't do anything to change. Huh. Maybe it's I just, just had you potted differently. Hopefully that's okay. Um, so we did uh, just have some underwriting from Sonoma Clean Power, and we had Sonoma Clean Power's uh, director of their Advanced Energy Center on the show last week, and that kind of inspired you, Alex, to to go and visit the Sonoma County Advanced yeah. Energy Center. So why don't you tell us about about it from your perspective and perhaps not from the insider's perspective. Yeah, so I was down in Santa Rosa with a little bit of extra time yesterday, and uh, I dropped by the center. It's really easy to find. It's down on 4th Street in Santa Rosa. It's uh, just down a couple doors down from the Russian River Brewery, across the street from Barnes & Noble's kind of area. It's really easy to get to. Um, the old Stanroy Music Center is where it's at. It's a nice big uh, building inside. I walked in there, and there was uh, several people at a desk, and there was a whole bunch of different uh, equipment and demonstration stuff all around the inside of the place. Really interesting place. Um, I, I, I really uh, I really miss uh, the real good Solar Living Center and the store down there where you could walk around and check out alternative stuff. And This kind of reminded me a lot of that. I was able to walk in there and check out some stuff I was familiar with and check out some stuff that was completely new to me. Uh, some of the demonstrations they had there we talked about last week, but they have like you know demos of the yard equipment with uh, with uh, you know re with uh, rechargeable batteries in it. Uh, they have a demo of one of the uh, electric vehicle kits that they provide for high schools and uh, junior colleges and different uh, educational groups. What do, what do you mean elect electric vehicle kit? Yeah, it's a, a kit of it's actual frame vehicle and all the parts you need to, to put together uh, an operational uh, car so wow. you can drive. Uh, yeah, and uh, they actually provide the entire kit, uh, you know, with instructions, and you can build them in classrooms. Uh, but you just got you know teachers and organizations need to go down there and apply for them, talk to them about them, and they can actually get set up. And after they build them, then they're supposed to return them back to the Advanced Energy Center. Uh, and then they can uh, reuse them or do whatever they're going to do with the next uh, phase of them. They're, um, they're not street legal, are they? They could be, it looked like. Uh, the one that I saw definitely had some parts missing for street legality. But uh, if you were to just put body uh, components on it, uh, it could get really close. I've, I've seen cars that looked as rough on the road before that were street legal. <laughs> So uh, it had a small lead-acid battery in this in this particular case. Uh, so I imagine they're probably having other uh, versions with newer stuff. Yeah, this is just one of the one of several that are out there already. This this uh, the Advanced Energy Center just really impressed me with what they're doing. They're really uh, they're really putting a lot into uh, getting getting energy, you know, uh, getting knowledge out there for people just. For the sake of the planet and such, it's a nonprofit now they're operating. Yeah, well, as Chad said, their their mission is to educate the public and provide clean energy and provide ways for the public to consume more clean energy and and less energy too. Um, yeah, the uh, you know some of these things I'm going to talk about here we, are reiterations from last uh, show, but. Uh, they have things like a uh, induct inductive heating uh, pad that you can uh, borrow from them for two weeks at a time if you're interested in seeing what it's like to cook on one of those to know whether or not you'd be interested in converting a putting a new oven or an, a new range rather uh, a new stovetop to be all electric. One of the things that was really interesting about that they had this one that didn't have any particular burner designation, just a big surface. And you could put as many different pots and pans or whatever you wanted to on that. And the the top was actually able to identify where you'd set something and you could set the temperature for that particular pot. And I asked, how many, how many devices can you set up here? Is there like a limit of six or something? They said, well, they did a demonstration with it where they put as many different things as they could fit and they didn't run out of new 
locations that they could specifically set with you know different temperatures. They were like they had like 16 different items on there or something. Wow. They were able to be seen on the display and to set you know a, a, te- a temperature guide of you know one to ten and how hot things were going to be there. Well, that's better than a smart toilet. Yeah, <laughs> much better than a smart toilet. Much more useful. You could have a, a little thing melting butter in one corner. You could have a hot pot boiling over here. And apparently, the uh, inductive um, inductive uh, cooktops are much more efficient for heating water. Uh, they tend to do it much more quickly than uh, gas or uh, electricity does. And because it's actually transmitting the uh, the um, energy directly into the cooking. Uh, vessel, you know, the pot or whatever that you're using, it's not like gas where the, a lot of the convection, a lot of the heat's just going up and around the device. It's actually going right into the mm-hmm. pot that's holding food. So that was really impressive. Um, but I'd like to say it, it's electric too. It's just yeah. induction versus resistive heating. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just instead of have, putting a pot on top of a hot surface, you're putting a pot on a surface and the surface heats the pot. <laughs> it makes the pot heat up. Yeah, it, 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 it's heating the pot by swirling around the electrons in the metal. It has to be a uh, a ferrous-based pot. It won't work on a copper pot or an aluminum pot. Yeah, I think it will work on a lot of the uh, the um, types of pots, like a set that's uh, iron that has... Uh, a uh, ceramic coating on it. I yeah. Those oh yeah. Work. Yep. It will. It, it's it's the iron that's key. Yeah. As long as it's got the iron in it somewhere, and I was kind of surprised to find that uh, you know it doesn't heat up the handles, and it's kind of interesting that it's heating in the pot, but the handle remains cool enough to touch. So it, even with a metal handle, huh? Yeah. Even with a metal handle. Wow. I wonder how they yeah. manage that. Uh, I, yeah, guess, it's kinda, I guess. It's really surprising to me. <laughs> it, it's probably because it's this peninsula that's not getting fed the magnetic impulses as yeah. much and yeah. and it's uh, sticking out in the middle of the air and cooling as fast as it's getting heated were there were there staffers there that were ready to help you out and talk to you or were you pretty much on your own just to tour around Oh, there was there was one uh, one one person there, one woman who uh, grabbed my attention and offered to give me a personal tour of the place and such. So she led me around and showed me all the different uh, displays they had and answered questions along the way. It was uh, a little overwhelming, even you know, for me walking in there checking it all out. There was a lot I wanted to absorb. Um, a couple other things that really uh, were interested to me that I wouldn't, that uh, Chad mentioned two weeks ago was the. Uh, was the uh, what was it the uh, the home energy toolkit or something to that effect? They have a uh, toolkit that you can check out from libraries, all libraries all over Sonoma County and Mendocino County, uh, where you can check out this kit and it has weather stripping and different devices where you can check and help your uh, help your house you know determine where your what your insulation levels are and you know, how, how efficient your house is and includes things like a, you know, some weather stripping and a, a, a LED light bulb that you can keep so there's stuff you can take out of this kit uh, before you return it to the library when it'll be restocked at the library or expected to use did, some of the devices in there. So Did it include a kilowatt meter? Uh, I didn't uh, open the one they had there, but it'd be a really neat thing to get a hold of that. I was hoping to go by the library today and check it out before we got on the air. But wow, what a what a great resource, though. Um, yeah, if you've got some weather stripping you wanted to put around a door or something like that, it'd be worthwhile just to go check that thing out for an afternoon or a day or a few days and bring it back. Uh, I have all kinds of little neat things that you could check out throughout it. It was, it was neat. I'd love to get a hold of one. I think I will at some point and report back about that. Cool. But the... Uh, I hear you did a, a deep dive into heat pumps. Well, my main interest for myself in my house is my old uh, hot water heater. Uh, we replaced it when we bought the house about 12 years ago. So it's getting a little long in the tooth and it's going to be needing to replace soon. And, uh, you know, I want to I get... A super good energy efficient one. Uh, all of my uh, all of my kids recently moved out of the house, so we don't have a huge uh, hot water demand. Um, so I was starting to look into you know what, what would we want to get? We've got this electric 
I'm sorry, ours is a gas hot water heater right now. And it was big enough to have a family of five comfortably. Uh, you know, with uh, teenagers <laughs> waking up half asleep still and leaning against the wall with hot water running on their backs. We used a lot of hot water for a while. Uh, but now that they're all out, our bill's going down, but it'd still be nice to get more efficient. So I was, I was considering, do we want to get a tankless hot water heater? Uh, you know, do we want to get another tank hot water heater? Do we want to convert to electric? Uh, what do we want to do? And what they have at the uh, at the center there is they've got these. They've got the new newer um, the they call them the hybrids or the uh, heat pump or the air source hot water heaters. They're all the same unit. It's basically a heat pump built on top of a hot water heater, <clears throat> and it's able to. It's able to heat water in a, in a batched tank, you know, like a like a traditional tank hot water heater, uh, but it's way more efficient. It's about uses about one third of the electricity uh, draw from the utility that a uh, normal type hot water heater would use. Um, <clears throat> so I was saying it's it's more efficient, but of course the physicist on the other end of the line here yeah. uh, was saying, "Oh no, it's not just more efficient because it's actually drawing energy out of the atmosphere." Well, okay, the energy has to come from somewhere, so it's actually using the ambient air in a room, the heat in the air in a room. It's pumping it through. It's uh, through its heat pump exchanger that uh, is able to heat the water in the tank, and it's able to expel cool air into the room. So, the kind of ideal places to put this is if you have an equipment room. Uh, I don't have to deal with this problem. If I'm putting inverters inside in a closed uh, room space in a house or in a garage or you know just an equipment room somewhere, that the inverters themselves are constantly putting out heat. The charge controllers can be putting out heat. And so there can be, uh, you know, if you have a, if you have a, 5,000 watt inverter charger, and you have the generator running. Uh, if that if that charger is 90% efficient, 10% of the energy is going into that room as heat. So you could have, you know, 500 watts of heat pumping into a room constantly while the generator is running, or just while the while you're drawing loads, you could be having several hundred watts of heat going into an equipment room. Well, if you happen to have that equipment room shared with a, one of these hot water heaters, and it operating with the extra heat that the inverters would be putting out would actually make it so your hot water heater was more efficient because it's taking a higher heat and able to dump more of that heat into the water heater and then just lets out cool air. With, so with, that cool air helps the solar equipment, the inverters, to operate more coolly, too. So it's kind of like a perfect little uh, match for that sort of thing. Another thing it can help with is uh, garages, unfinished garages. If you have a garage, uh, you put one of these out there in your garage, it's going to pump cool air. Uh, into the garage constantly he was talking yeah. about uh wine cellars yeah wine so oh, perfect for a wine cellar uh another thing it does too is it removes moisture from the air so if you have like a soggy uh basement or something that you know is always kind of musty if you had one of these down in your basement it would be drying the air where where's uh, the water go <clears throat> where does it go <laughs> it must compensate somewhere yeah and they probably have a drain so you probably have to have a drain in that basement to feed it to yeah I must have little little uh, bits of information and ask about about but uh so in my studies I was thinking okay well this thing needs air to operate so once I was thinking the one spot you can't put it is in a tight closet like if you had a hot water heater just in a in a small tight closet I was mm-hmm. thinking oh maybe you wouldn't be able to use one of these there but actually you can there's several different ways you can do that. You could have a louvered door, a door with you know like little slats in it. And as long as you have the slats all the way through the door, that's plenty of airspace. Hopefully, one at the bottom and one at the top. Yeah, or you could have the whole door. You could have one at the bottom and one at the top. Or if you just had a door with the louvers in the top, if you left a three-quarter inch space at the bottom of the door, that'd be plenty of plenty of room. Yep. for the air to circulate. Yep. The other thing is these things can be ducted pretty easily. Uh, ideally, to have one duct come into the air intake and another one go into the air outtake. And this isn't hot air or anything like that, so it just needs to be a vented, you know, a vent to outside air or to air that's, you know... You can actually take air theoretically from a hot 
space and you know deliver it into a <laughs> cooler space too so you could actually make pretty good use of that air uh, in fact there's actually more complex systems than the ones I've checked out so far where they have a real hybrid system that everything's all kind of a built into one system with several components you'd have the a heat pump system that would heat your water and then cool your air so you could have, have it be part of your your air handling system in that case you're going to be combining these units having having them do multiple tasks at the same time it can make things quite a bit more efficient uh you know i was talking about how these uh, hybrid hot water heaters, these uh, heat pump hot water heaters, are quite a bit more efficient. They're, they're looking at the energy tags, uh, and for a tank style hot water heater, without the uh, without the heat pump feature, you know, it might use six hundred dollars a month, uh, a year worth of electricity. Well, these things are using more like the neighborhood of two hundred dollars worth, wow. so it's quite a bit lower, and. It's so much lower that they can plug into a 110 outlet, like a 120 volt outlet, and uh, you know, be like a 15 amp outlet. So it's not like a heavy, heavy electrical draw. So this is three four thousand watt heating yeah, element. Yeah, these things could actually be used with many uh, off grid power systems. Um, you know, it's, it's always been the thing where we've tried to say, oh well, if you have if you have heat devices, you want to put that on gas because uh, you know it's, it's, you don't want to put that on your. Now we have <clears throat> lithium batteries, which are so much better, and uh, solar panels themselves are so much cheaper. And uh, heat would, and heat pumps are so much more consider, efficient. I would definitely consider, in many cases, for many of my clients, uh, that they could now do hot water heaters on their battery power systems. Get off, systems. get off the propane. Yeah. And just quit having gas delivered. You can do that. You could use your uh, cooktops that are uh, induction. Um, yeah, you still have to have a pretty good size, you know, home solar system, but an off-grid system where you don't need to have gas delivered. You don't need to have propane delivered. That, that's pretty pretty awesome. Uh, be entirely, you know, self-sufficient on, you know, off-grid. <clears throat> um, so, let's see the other. Uh, issues about this uh, oh yeah if, if you wanted to put it in a closed space another option they have is a uh, ductless type cooling system kind of like the mini split or ductless air conditioners they'd have a, a register or, you know a compressor that could sit outside and it could send the uh, coolant through pipes into the hot water heater that could be inside in any enclosed space non-vented closed space uh, uh, it's funny that we're stuck. That. We're stuck calling it coolant. Yeah, the coolant, the heatant. <laughs> what would be the right word for that? I don't know the the heat exchange medium. Exactly. <laughs> well, what a geek I am. Yeah. So you know, once once you've had the two different uh, the two separate pieces, the outdoor compressor and the indoor heating unit, you could also use that same setup to run an air conditioner you know there, there's lots of different ways you can use that that energy then as it's coming in through the ductless you know coolant tubes so you could have an exterior an outside uh, compressor that could feed possibly multiple hot water heaters in different places in the house uh, now why would you want to do that well one of the one of the few disadvantages to these uh, heat pump hot water heaters is that they do not recover as fast as like a big huge burnered gas you know gas uh, or propane fired water heater so if you have a lot of water use in your house uh, it's a good idea to get one with a larger tank size maybe the 80 gallon uh, size uh, if you're just you know a small household, maybe a 50 gallon or even a 40 gallon can do. But while a uh, while a gas hot water heater can reheat gas pretty quickly, um, you know you can if you have an 80 gallon water tank with a gas powered uh, with a gas fired uh, heat element, you could probably uh, use like 150 gallons uh, of hot you know hot water within the first hour because it can regenerate and heat faster. Well, with the with the heat pump ones. 
an 80 gallon tank might only be able to deliver like 120 gallons in one hour because it takes longer for it to reheat. But if that's not a problem for you, you know, so be it. You can uh, big savings. Yeah, you can get quite a, quite good savings on this, and they're completely programmable too. You can you can have them set uh, so they would not draw power during your time of, during your peak times high high peak time of use. So they work really well with. Uh, you know, with the different energy billings and with uh, different solar system uh, type, you know, cell, the net metering requirements you have, where you're always going to have uh, some time of use considerations. Um, it's, it's just really, now, there's so many different little, little things about them. Now, they, they call them hybrid. Does that mean there is an electric heating element in them that can assist when it falls behind? No, this is just some nomenclature that's been used in different places, uh, you know, across the country. I, I have a I have a vague feeling that may have been originally where that term came from, and they've abandoned the heating element entirely. Because if they're plugging in on on a 110, 15 amp outlet, there's no big heating element in there. No, yeah, no, it's it's not. These are not. Uh, these don't have the heating element. These just have the heat the heat pump. I'm curious that they call them hybrids. Yeah. Well. I was I was looking for that too. Basically, it's the same. The same device can be called either a heat pump hot water heater, a hybrid hot water heater, an air source hot water heater. Those are all three the same mm-hmm. thing. Just depends on who's calling it what. But generally, if you if you're looking for one and you ask for a heat pump, anybody who knows anything about them is going to know what you're looking for. No. Uh, if I recall, they they had some sort of financial assistance for Sonoma Clean Power customers, didn't they? On these things, they sure do. Uh, you have to be a clean. You have to be one of their customers. But then they have <clears throat> rebates available, and uh, there's a small range of how much the rebate is good for. Uh, and I'm not sure what how that's determined. You have to. If you can look online, and they have a uh, you know drop down box that you can fill out all the information and they'll get back to you, send it how much it's worth, but the rebates can be up to about $3,000 and uh, that can cover most of the installation of a new hot water heater Uh, I'm not sure if they, I was trying to find out before the show started here if if that rebate's available if you put it in yourself, I think it is, I'm not 100% certain Uh, but they do have uh, installers that are working partnering with them in fact if you're a contractor you can uh, contact the advanced energy center and uh, you can get on their list of or you can apply to be on their list of uh, preferred preferred providers and installers uh, so you can drum up some business that way uh, is this just there's so many different possibilities with these things another thing i got into checking out then i was really curious because how do these compare to to tankless hot water heaters well you know a tankless hot water heater they don't have any storage so they just have you know pipes of you know water pipes coming into it cold water coming into it and then when you turn on the water in the house it fires up a burner and you know heats up the water really quick there are electric ones out there but they have to use so much power oh, such God. power really rare i've only installed a couple of them in my career uh, and, uh 50 was, amp 240 volt circuits yeah or, yeah weird 70 amps stuff like that they just they uh. burn tons and tons of electricity i only ever put them in in like commercial kitchens where they're for some reason they weren't able to add gas which was really rare but that was it happened a couple different places um but uh so these things are just... They, oh, you, were, you were comparing them to a tankless water heater. What were oh, you? Yeah, I was a tankless hot water heater. So tankless hot water heaters are are known to be really efficient for, you know, basically you're not keeping water at a constant temperature. You're only heating as you need it. Yeah, well, that, but they do. that's where they gain their quote-unquote efficiency. They're actually less efficient during the burn than a tank-type gas water heater is during the burn. It's just they don't have the 24-7 losses when the burn's not happening. Right. Uh, I'm kind of curious about that, whether or not that's really that big of a problem anymore with the new super-insulated hot water heaters that are. uh, It's it's problematic with gas-type tank water heaters because they have a flue that constantly is convecting through through the center of the tank. 
Oh, yeah. Um, whereas electric water heaters don't have that loss and are typically fairly well insulated. And so particularly for electric heat pump water heaters, there's way lower standing losses. Right. So these tankless hot water heaters, though, you have to have a gas line installed to where they're going to be, and you have to have uh, proper ventilation for them. Has to be a, you know a good bit of ventilation available, uh, and, and they're sensitive to uh, they need a certain minimum flow rate before they turn on at all, so you can't do a trickle, and they don't like hard water. Well, yeah, that's true. There, there's there's definitely some complications. I lived uh, I lived off grid with an Aquastar for a while. It was just horrible. We had really hard water, uh, but the ones that I've experienced in other people's houses now, like I've I've used a couple. Uh, I've done some cooking in the house that had one. I did not realize it was uh, on demand until after I went and checked. I was like, oh, wow. I, I didn't realize because it was doing really well even on pretty low flows. So I'd say the, the newer, more modern ones, they've solved some of those issues yeah. that the you know older ones, the earlier ones, yeah, originally they've, had. They've got electronic controls now before it was, you know, Venturi-triggered stuff on the Correct. old Aquastar. Um, you were probably using a Renai or a Takagi or... Yeah, probably one of the. Yeah, I think it was a Renai was one I was using. But uh, yeah, the uh, so apparently though the hybrid, the heat pump hot water heaters, wind up being quite a bit more efficient for uh, uh, as far as power usage uh, compared to you know a household that uses the uh, the on demand. The the good the benefits of the on demand are unlimited hot water basically as long as you can keep it running you'll you'll do it but so if you're showering the whole football team you're good to go that would have actually been a disadvantage because they could have probably fallen asleep laying against those you know leaning up against the wall <laughs> water running down their shoulders for an hour or two so it's nice to be able to run out sometimes <laughs> hey i don't think that my wife and i at home alone in our house uh, without the kids anymore are going to be running out of hot water very often so I'm definitely very interested in getting one of these heat pump ones. And uh, we are Sonoma Clean Power customers. So uh, yeah. definitely going to be looking into the uh, rebate. And I will uh, report back on how that goes when it, when it comes time to do it. Hey, um, yeah, just uh, you mentioning your wife and you home alone. Uh, since our last show, we have become empty nesters also. Oh, wow. Isn't that special? My, my daughter went off to UCLA last week. Congratulations. I'm sure she's studying renewable energy of some sort. Right? Uh, well, so far she's signed up for astrophysics. But Ooh. All right. She, she has no idea. She had to declare something. <laughs> that was her go-to. Huh? That was something she was interested in and has a pretty good math and science background, although she's realizing that... The math and science she's gotten up here in our tiny, tiny, tiny little school district uh, does not compare to some of these wealthy schools and prep schools and whatnot she's encountering other students from. She was she was a big fish in a little pond? She was a big fish in a little pond, yes. I, my, my family is all congratulating me on her being the valedictorian. I said, it is a class of 24 students. Wow. <laughs> My son, who was on the radio with us a few weeks ago, a couple months ago now, I guess, about the uh, college's uh, automotive program, he's moved out to Portland, and uh, he landed a job with full benefits, $35 an hour, and uh, a signing bonus. And uh, that's at 19 years old. And who's he working for? Uh, it's some shop up in Portland. So, um, as as a mechanic, is he specializing in electric? Uh, he's a chassis specialist right now, okay. so he can work on electrics and stuff. He's going to do more classes and more school. He's up there to get more into hybrids and electrics. It's definitely something he's interested in. But uh, yeah, he had a he had his chassis certificate as the main thing that got him to. Uh, to start a new job at 35 bucks an hour at 19 years old. So. With full benefits. With full benefits. And a signing bonus. And, yeah. Well, he timed it right. The uh, job market yeah, sure is. Get a signing bonus. Yeah. In order to get a signing bonus, he had to come get his toolbox so he could deliver it and put it on the site. So that's what it took. <clears throat> so anyway, the uh, but oh yeah, once again, though, about the hot water heaters from uh, and the rebates. I was asking some of the clean power people about that, uh, saying, so 
is can I do this if I have a, a gas water heater now and I want to convert to electric? That's going to put a bigger load on the electric grid, right? They said, oh, yeah, no, it's still eligible because we're just trying to decrease energy usage. Um, Overall, and, and, and carbon emissions, whether you bought them from them or not. Yeah, so they're not they're not just in it for themselves at all. Uh, so yeah, you can convert. You could even convert from a tankless to uh, to a hybrid if you wanted to. Uh, unfortunately, it's not available to non uh, customers. People who aren't customers of Sonoma Clean Power can't do it. Can't right. get the rebate. So it's not eligible for off graders, and it's not eligible for within the city of Ukiah or the city of Healdsburg. Hey, I got a caller calling in. You want to open up the phone lines? Yeah. Right. Hello, caller. Are you there? Oh, not if I don't. No, I didn't want that noise. Oops. Call back, caller. Uh, if you want to join the conversation or got questions on heat pumps that Alex might have for you or what his impressions of the Advanced Energy Center or anything renewable energy and conservation related, uh, give us a call at the Philo Studios, Ron O'Brien Studio, 895-2448 to get live on the air. Another thing they had at the uh, center there. Oh, they're back. Oh, go ahead, take it. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Thank you for taking my call. Um, what a fascinating topic you guys are on. Uh, it's just I want to go down there and visit that uh, that uh, display down in Sonoma County. Um, one of the reasons I originally wanted to call is because on this evening's news on NPR, they were talking about a new battery, uh, which we've all been waiting for for the last 30 or 40 years. But this battery was developed in the Midwest, and then somehow the technology was shipped to China. I'm wondering if you or any of your listeners are, are up on that particular topic. Sure, sure. It's not that new. Um, yeah, it, was just, it was in the news, which makes it new. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was in the news because they just realized that a bunch of government-funded research technology got improperly licensed to a company in China with manufacturing right. in China against the rules of the licensing, and nobody had paid attention to that. Um, well, it's called... It's called a vanadium redux flow battery, and uh, um, they're typically only viable in huge installations. So it's not the sort of thing you're going to use on an off-grid home. It's the sort of thing you're going to be using for uh, storing excess power when uh, from the grid when the solar's overflowing, and pumping that back when there's a shortage of power when the wind and sun are falling short. Um, oh, okay. And so what what kind of uh, field experience is there with this battery at this point? Um, not a lot yet. Uh, it's mostly been a, a venture capital deal so far, although uh, I gather the Chinese are putting in a huge one right now as we speak. I know there have been a number of experimental ones around the U.S. over the last seven years, and uh, they seem to be fairly viable for this large scale only. Okay. Well, I, I, I welcome the technology. I'm going to stay tuned and uh, continue with the show. This is a, a great show you guys are having. All right. Thank you, Mr. Willits. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bye-bye. So, so that's a flow battery, huh? A flow battery, yes. Yeah, flow batteries are really interesting. It's mostly going to be uh, really large scale. Yes, right? very large scale. Uh, very large scale. Yeah, so this is a battery where they actually pump the electrolyte through the plates. Right. So you have a, a tank of charged electrolyte and a tank of discharged electrolyte and a bunch of pumps that would actually make the electrolyte flow as power was needed so it would go through the plates. And this is a really, really scary industrial kind of thing to me. But it's uh, not the kind of thing you're going to want to have for your... Uh, for your uh, and it's typically uh, hot, too, but let's take this call. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Hi, I have two questions for you. I didn't get in on the beginning, so I, I'm uh, a little bit lost with the topic. But I have radiant heat with a big boiler, and I wondered what a heat pump would do with that. And I also recycle my hot water for my sink. I plug it in when I'm going to use hot water, and I unplug it. When I'm not to save good, a pin. Good. So for either of those, 
How does the heat pump work? I will hang up and take the answer. Thank you. All right. I'm not sure what the second one would have to do with a heat pump, except that you could swap out your existing water heater with a heat pump type water heater. But the the circulation thing she's talking about is to avoid wasting water. You know, if you have to leave on the water for two, three minutes before it gets hot at that sink in the second floor or wherever it is. Um, and so she's talking about turning on a pump that circulates the water around to the tap without going down the, uh, the drain. It's going back into the cold water input on the tank uh, but I'm glad to hear she has one that she turns on when she needs it and turns off there are people who have a pump constantly circulating to all of their hot water taps so that you know the instant they turn on the hot water it it comes on uh, but it, it's a huge waste of energy if you're running that circulating pump constantly um, the in-floor heating could be done with a with a heat pump, although uh, it'd have to be a pretty big one. Well, they they had an example of a uh, of a larger, what I would really consider to be a hybrid system, where it could uh, where it could use the same technology we're talking about for these uh, hot water heaters, uh, where it'd have an outdoor uh, compressor, and it would feed the tubes and could heat hydronic floor heating also with that. So one of these could be set up to use that in conjunction also with your hot water heating and or your cooling system too in your house. So they really did have they really do have equipment like this that is capable of doing you know pretty much all of those systems uh, in a much more efficient way than has traditionally been done. Um, I just don't know enough information about that. I'm looking for more. Uh, hopefully, I'd like to find somebody who uh, is really familiar with these and installing them, uh, designing and installing systems, uh, so we can get them for a future uh, interview. It's, just, it's, a, it's a new world. It's new equipment. You know how uh, there's been a lot of new developments and a lot of equipment over the last 20 years. This, this is new stuff. Uh, you saw water heaters, the the uh, heat pump hot water heaters have been around since 2008. That was when they were brand new. Uh, so they're already on their like fourth and fifth generations of some of these things. And so the technology isn't brand new. It's, you're not like beta testing or anything like that for anybody out there. This is tried and true technologies now. Hey, I had a fun thought. Sorry to jump away back to her circulating uh, to avoid wasting water while you're waiting for the hot to get to the tap. I, I pointed out to, and we, we've been cleaning up and fixing up my parents' homes, home uh, for market uh, the past couple of years, and pointed out to my brother, who's one of the executors of the estate, that, you know, as they were looking at ways to market the home, and I said, well, an interesting thing is that the original builder in 1917 put in two pipes to every hot water tap. Um, and, uh, and it would convect without an electric pump so that, you know, up on the third floor of this big old house, you had hot water right away without any pump at all. Whoa. Yeah, so this is how these circulator pumps we're talking about are, are the ones that make it so that you're circulating the hot water. You have to, you have to have a circuit in your hot water uh, pipes so that... You turn on this pump and it runs hot water so it's available at your tap immediately rather than turning on your hot water at the sink and having to wait for a minute for it to get well, hot. Well, you might have to wait for a minute or two for it to get hot if it's a long ways away, but at least you're not dumping the water down the drain. It's going back into the potable water system. It's getting forced back by a return pipe. Right. Well, I had a brother-in-law who had a big fancy McMansion house out in Sacramento for a while. Uh, and they had one of the circulators on there, and it was crazy because you're walking around barefoot in their house in the kitchen, there was always this hot spot in the floor. <laughs> they had these pipes run through the slab, and it was constantly spewing heat. Oh, yeah, that, that's what I was talking about. Don't do the ones that run 24-7. All right, so having, having it available to turn on and off, uh, you know, turn it on. You know, ten minutes later, you can do your dishes and or, stuff, and have a taste of water. Thirty seconds later, but yeah, perhaps it's three seconds. We we have a patient, quiet caller waiting in the wings. Hello, caller, you're live on the air. Hi. So, uh, my uh, sink is a <clears throat> kitchen sink is the furthest uh, tap away from the hot water heater, and I measured the how much water 
we use because I put it in a bucket and my wife puts it on flowers and stuff. Anyways, it's 1.6 gallons. And if you're using it, no problem. So it's, and it's not that much. 1.6 is one flush of your toilet if you got one of those. That's and a low flusher. Yeah. Yeah. So it really isn't that big a deal to waste that water, but of course in the summer, every piece of water is precious. Yeah. Yeah. He uses it on. Anyway, I just thought I'd let you know. Yep. Yep. And uh, it's not that much water. If if we in in the house that I grew up in where. The water heater was four stories away from my bathroom. That would have been a lot of water. That would. Yeah, there's <laughs> only one story away. But, yeah. But anyway, good point. Good point. It. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Bye. Yeah, I know a lot of people who uh, throw a bucket in their shower while they're waiting for the hot water to come and use that to water their house plants or their potted plants or whatnot. Yeah. I believe there was a caller trying to call in while that caller was online. Here they are back again. <laughs> Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Hey, great. Let me turn the radio down. That always helps. The crazy seven-second feedback Hello, loop. Live on the air. Hi. Hey, great. Let me turn No, I guess not. Yeah, that's me. Okay. Yeah. So I'm calling about uh, hybrid water heaters. Mm-hmm. I ordered one from Sonoma Clean Power, but for some reason I live in Fort Bragg. I can't find a contractor here that'll install one. Really? Yeah, I, I've tried. Um, I, I'm not sure where to go, who to get. It's it's something I really want to do. Have you called Sonoma Clean Power? They may have some recommendations for you. Well, yeah, they gave me a list of people, but none of them are local. How, how far away was the closest one? Um, there was somebody in Ukiah, and that was the closest I could get. Was this? And you know, it's like, where, where do you go looking for a contractor that'll install it? Because you know, I'd like to get like maybe a sixty-gallon or whatever. Yeah. Well, there's got to be someone who uh, replaces hot water heaters around there, you know, a plumber somewhere. And, uh, oh, there, there's people who do that, but not who, who will do it. Uh, they want to sell it anyway. They want to sell the water heater too. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or Sonoma Clean Power uh, will get you uh, a nice uh, hybrid water heater with, at a very discounted price, and I like that. Well, maybe that's enough to pay for the extra price that the local guy would want to charge you. Have you have you talked to Sonoma Clean Power about whether or not they'll just do the rebate and you could have it put in by somebody else, and then as long as it was on their approved list, or whatever, they might be able to give you the rebate. You might want to call them and talk to them about that. So I should call them up again. And, yeah, uh, call them up again and say, "Hey, I'm having this problem. What should I do?" All right, I'll try that because I, I really want to get this done. So thank you. Sure enough. Good luck. Yeah, their intention is to serve all, everybody who's part of their uh, customer base. And then some. Well, I'm part of their customer base. I've got the the golden <laughs> the golden one, you know. Oh, the, oh, great. The, the, what do they call their 100% renewable right. mix? Um, right. I've forgotten their, their name for Me that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> and I know what it is because I pay the bill. All right. And I've also got uh, panels on my roof, so... Okay. All right, Fort Bragg contractors listening, give yeah, that would give be the nice. the Advanced Energy Center and Sonoma Clean Power a call and uh, and get on their uh, their installer list for these heat pump uh, water go. heaters. Okay, thank you. That's <laughs> maybe that'll work. All right, good luck. I'd give them Thanks a call a too. They may have some good advice. Okay, take mm -hmm. care, man. Mm -hmm. Bye bye. And Alex, they. They uh, only offer the uh, the rebates to Sonoma Clean Power customers, but as as Chad said, they'll they'll uh, educate anybody. Yeah, I'll talk to anybody. They had a really nice conference room down there with the uh, big screens and you know desks and stuff available. Nice classroom setup. They also have a uh, kitchen setup. Uh, nice kitchen. Oh, those those some of the other things they had there too. They have some industrial appliances for like uh, commercial kitchen use. Um, 
had a really uh, efficient uh, dishwasher that uh, retains some of the heat from load to load. You can have five-minute uh, dishwasher loads. They have one that uh, is like under-counter type like you'd have at home, but still a, a commercial one. But apparently, there's going to be a, a home a home version of that that's going to be able to do dish uh, cycles in less than 10 minutes. Wow. Uh, if you're doing it in less than 10 minutes, you might be using a lot of power, but you're not likely to be using nearly as much energy as a, you know, an hour cycle hot water uh, you know, uh, dishwasher that's typically in houses. Yeah. I wonder how they're, uh, what are they, holding the, uh, the used hot water in a tank and then heat exchanging for the new water coming in? And very well maybe doing that and also uh, they were talking about it being high pressure uh, some sort of, I, I didn't really I was more interested in the hot water heaters than I was in the dishwashers but they definitely had some stuff there that'd be you know interesting to people who had interest in saving uh, power in their kitchens and there were rebates available for some of that equipment too cool. we have another caller hello caller you're live on the renewable energy hour hi um I, I, oh, am I on the air? You are. Did you mean to be? Oh, dear. No, I didn't want to be at all. Catch <laughs> you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> uh, hey, caller, I wonder who she was trying to call. Uh, maybe the office, but there's nobody out in the office at this hour. The only people around are Jamie, me, and the bookkeeper. Have we got no? <laughs> oh, here's another call. Hello, caller. You're live on the air. Right on. Thanks for taking the call. I went down there and visited um, Advanced Energy Center last week and checked it out. They had some pretty cool windows down there that they were talking about. Um, I think they had a pretty uh, nice-looking air scrubber. An, uh, an air scrubber? What's an air scrubber? Yeah, that was neat. Tell um, me like, Go ahead, Alex. Uh I'd like to hear your perspective on that. I was checking it out. Were you checking that out? Okay, cool. I was just checking out to see if it was running off of 110, you know, if uh, if uh, the off-grid solar would support it. And, um, you know, it looked like a cool little monster. It was, uh, I guess it was um, uh, designed for, you know, for us in the smoke when we're in the smoke and just to air scrub the oh, okay. uh, so air, air cleaner. In, uh, livable, livable spaces. Um, they also had uh, the new charge chargers for the new vehicles. The universal one up on the wall, I think, is uh, is what they were showing off there. And a the couple electric off road vehicles. And they had a solar powered doghouse, but it wasn't viable for anything. It was just a, a really cool Charles Schultz Snoopy thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that air scrubber was really neat. You know, it's something that's been uh, being uh, put in a lot of uh, commercial buildings uh, to be able to clean the air, you know, for COVID concerns. Um, and one of the big features of that air scrubber is that it's able to retain the heat of the air that it's taking out of the building and use it to to heat the air that's bringing into the building. So it's much more efficient. There's, I think it was able to retain like 95% of the heat. Uh, so it makes it so you can have a, you know, air turnover and filtration in a building, bringing fresh air in without losing a bunch of the heat. Or the so cool. It looked like it had a 110 plug-in and um, had a motor, so I would assume it needed a 20 amp circuit, but I wasn't positive on that. I just rolled it away from the wall for for a second to see how it plugged in. Yeah. Well, if it was uh, two parallel prongs on the plug, then. That's a 15 amp. I, didn't look I think it was a three prong. I wasn't sure. Well, the third is just the ground. I just mean the the two current carrying conductor pins. If they're parallel to each other, that's a 15 amp outlet, and the 20 amp ones, one of them's going to be at right angle. Uh, I didn't make. I didn't double check it. I didn't get that close to right. it. But I also was more interested in the water heaters. Um, being that on an, on occasion I uh, take some out and install them, um, and uh, I was I was impressed with how you could use them. 
Um, I was hoping to see something that was more in a rectangle shape so it could be moved to the attic like we're doing with the furnaces. And then that way that uh, hot air in the attic could be used to heat the water and the cool, the cooling effect would, would cool the attic, especially during the summertime. I thought that might be a, a nice feature. But all of the ones I saw were stand-up models. The rough-in for most of the models that I saw looked pretty similar to the rough-in that you would be able to uh, uh, remove one. Um, but I didn't ask, and I wasn't sure if there was a different rough-in um, in the wall. And I think that's where the contractors here might get a little fearful. They have to go um, uh, going into the wall for the rough-in part of it. And, of course, the discharge of the um, condensation is a pretty much a gravity uh, system. So you got to make sure you're, you're if you're going to remove one that, you know, you're not under in a basement or something like that. At least a, um, a basement without a drain. A basement without a drain. There's quite a bit of condensation. Um, I had a customer that didn't get one finished in Ukiah. And she was emptying quite a. She was emptying a bucket quite a bit during the um, wintertime months. Yeah, where where I grew up, it would have been in the summertime. So, uh, yeah, hey, anyways, thanks, that's my take. Thanks, for, thanks uh, for taking my call. Sure enough. Yeah, thanks for that. Uh, that reminded me that thanks for reminding us about the juice boxes, the uh, vehicle chargers that uh, Sonoma Clean Power offers to all their customers. You can get a free juice box vehicle charger, and uh, they can be programmed to be a uh, 30 amp, so something that could charge like 25 miles of driving per hour of charge, and you could set that up at your home as a customer. Totally worthwhile. If you if you have a luxury vehicle and you want another charger, give them a call. Yep, they're yep, they're fun in it. They're they're yeah, still they're giving really them away, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They give them away. You can apply for them, and you have to provide your uh, meter number, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, free. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we're coming up to the top of the hour, and I always like to put on a little bit of music uh, to give Jamie Roberts some time to get his stuff set up for uh, Radiogram. Um, but coming right up next is. Uh, the native plant spot on Blue Oaks um, from the Sanhedrin, California Native Plant Society. And uh, Alex and I will be back in two weeks. With, yeah. And, if you uh, make it down to Santa Rosa on a weekday or a Saturday, they're oh, open from 10 to 6 on weekdays, 10 to 4 on Saturdays. And a lot of this stuff is available on their website. Um, it's Yeah, but it's so much more fun to put your hands on. Yeah. But if you, if you can't get down there, it's uh, SCP advancedenergycenter.org and uh, let's yeah. let's go out with some Leonard Cohen see you in two weeks everybody right this has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting KZYX Philo 90.7 FM KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner Thank you for listening Just dance.